Welcome to episode 32 of the Bike Shop Boyfriend Podcast. I'm your host, Dustin, and on this episode, a few new segments. I've got some raw audio of uh, Steve from Outdoor Gear Canada, also known as OGC, uh, to those in the biz. Um, got him chatting about new product, uh, some safety features, this and that. I did sadly have to omit um, some leaks about product. So sadly, you're not going to hear that. Um, and then also, I've got... Uh, this is a bit of an inside joke at the bike shop I work at. It's called the Drew Review, and it's with one of the service technicians, uh, Drew Scott Santos. That is actually not his name, but uh, if you do a Google search, you will also not find him. Um, he gives very frank reviews about uh, product, bikes and to a lesser extent life in general and so uh those are going to be two new features here hopefully on the bike shop boyfriend podcast and here we go all right so welcome formally to the episode here we go it's something that I've been wanting to actually capture for a few shifts now. Um, I work with some great people uh, at the bike shop, and one of them is uh, a young fellow named Drew. Uh, I won't give out his last name. Uh, he's a bit of a private person, I guess. Um, I don't know. I, I have to ask Drew himself. Anyways, Drew is uh, very opinionated, and uh, he's got particular tastes about what a bike should be, how it should look, um, how it should ride, build quality uh, in terms of product on the bike, uh, in terms of moving components, this and that. We nicknamed it, in fact, I'm the inventor of this nickname, uh, we call it the Drew Review, and uh, he actually gives these very cold and frank uh thoughts about products so without further ado here it is enjoy this is what inside jokes uh, amongst us at the bike shop sounds like for your amusement here we go you're on my podcast it's the jury review is it live oh this is live oh Drew, what do you think about the Pinarello F10 with arrow bars and not right sizing? <laughs> do you want my actual opinion? Uh, yes. <laughs> Garbage. <laughs> Garbage. <laughs> so I hope you enjoyed that uh, initial Drew review. But that's not all. You're going to get another dose of the Drew review. Here he is. The kid is on fire. Enjoy. Here we go. Small magnet, no. Wait, are these the vectors? Yes. Yeah, they're shit. So if I can't grab them. <laughs> I love the review. <laughs> so welcome back. A little bit of a segment change. Um, I'm hopefully going to get more of the sales reps that we deal with at the bike shop to discuss product and this and that. And you get to sort of get 
a little bit of a behind the scenes feel, hopefully. Um, my first one is Steve. He works for Outdoor Gear Canada. He's a great guy. Uh, we actually have quite a few laughs. Um, but he is also representing certain brands that came under uh, a sort of keyboard political backlash in terms of Jiro, Bell, and Camelback, three that uh, his distribution company does represent. Um, they came under a backlash for the recent uh, gun violence that has taken place uh, in the United States. Certain retailers were going to be boycotting it, uh, those particular brands. However, if you look at the grand scheme of things, uh, Vista is the parent company that owns currently those three brands. Vista does uh, manufacture firearms as well as ammo. Um, they, they don't hide from it. Uh, it's mostly hunting uh, apparel and such, uh, as well as tools of the trade, I guess. Um, but what I'm trying to say is that they were sort of taking a political hit for gun violence that they themselves had nothing to do with. And they were also, as cycling brands were going to be affected um, by the political ramifications of an industry that they themselves do not partake in. Um, and it does affect them and their bottom line by people not buying a helmet that fits or just because their parent company is owned by a firearms manufacturer, they were going to boycott the helmet company. Um, just broad strokes to describe what was going on. So with that in mind, um, this is Steve talking to us uh, as a group of a bike shop about the recent political uh, turmoil going on and something of a resolution. So here's the raw audio. Enjoy. Yes, internally, hell yeah. Like we were freaking out about the Vista thing. We were um, like, because in the U.S. it was pretty big, and in the context of when the, the announcement came out, we we're doing our winter bookings for next for winter 2019 Hamilton goggles, and we're like, oh my god, this is going to be massive. It's and the frustrating thing for us was that it's completely out of context and it's not accurate or relevant, and and the way that it was kind of put out into the media wasn't accurate. But there's nothing you can do. I mean, I'm. I'm having conversations with, with three guys one at a time, and MEC sends out this petition that got 40,000 people to sign something that wasn't even accurate. Didn't have the right brands on it, didn't have the right information on it. And I think once it got this kind of critical mass going, people were like, yeah, yeah, I'll sign that. And it's like, it's not even the right stuff. It's just this crazy mob mentality. And the reality was, it didn't, it didn't relay into the, into the retail stores. Like, Bow Cycle had their, in Cal I live in Calgary, and Bow Cycle's a big store in my town, and that story broke on Thursday, and on Saturday they were doing this thing called Bow Expo Cycle, where they have all the reps in and have like tables set up, and we have all of our stuff. And since middle of January, I had planned on having a Jiro wall. So on Friday, I'm like, "Huh, this is gonna suck." Like the only people who go into a bike store in Calgary in February are bike people who know about this. So I'm like, "This is gonna be the worst." Because all anyone's going to want to talk about is this. Yeah. So I'm like, this is the worst. And so that Saturday morning, I went, and there was, I remember, it was the first one of the first classics of the year was on. So I went to this little coffee shop by my house on the way, got, got a cappuccino on the way to the thing, and there was these guys in the, watching the race. And one of the guys is a PR guy, and he sees me walk in, he's like, oh, man, 
you are going to get roasted today. I'm like, I know, this is going to suck so bad. Like, I'm going to talk about this all day long. And I was actually quite nervous. I was like, do I even go? Because this is going to be the worst. So I went and I set up like a Jiro wall that's like this big. Jiro. And all the other reps are like, really? Like, <laughs> Good luck. Are you insane? Nothing. Not one person. Not, not a single person talked about it all day long. The only time I talked about it was with that PR guy at the Velo Cafe on the way to it. People wanted to talk about the Arrow Helmet, the Vanquish, yep. and knit shoes. Like, knit shoes like oh, yeah. crazy. Like, yeah, we, yeah, we got questions about knit shoes around knit here. Knit shoes yeah. like crazy, which they didn't book at all. Like, we didn't book in. Nobody booked it. And every single guy I was like... Phil too, but he didn't listen to Everybody me. wanted to touch... Like, I had my samples. They wanted to touch them. They wanted to, like, try them on. 42.5 or 44. Sure, you, you can try them on. That's all we talked about. So, the, we thought it was going to be something pretty significant. It turned out to be a lot to do about nothing. Yeah. Um, and kind of the, the inaccuracy of it is what's most frustrating. And, and the fact that MEC said, we're not going to do anything with Bell and Giro. They, you never did. They never sold Bell or Giro. Yeah. The only thing they sold was Camelback water bottles. So for them, it was a really strong PR move where they're like, we don't need to sell these bottles. We're going to get so much public accolade for saying that we're not doing anything with these guys anymore because they're really bad the whole time they're still doing business with Black Diamond and Black Diamond is owned by the exact same type of company so it's like kind of hypocritical um, but it was a good learning that, Although he's picking up a mic. you know do your homework and do your research and know all of some, all the sides of it and that you know for you guys too because who knows customers might come in here and want so I hope you kind of got a good sort of sense of what uh, Steve is all about um Super great guy, really informed, uh, very articulate, and I think he explained the position very well. Um, that being said, there's still the current climate about gun control and this and that in the United States, as well as in Canada, I should, for that matter, uh, not leave out. Um, it's still an ongoing topic, and there's no real clear path for brands that are um, affiliated with uh, due to free market capitalism um, as to who might own them they didn't have a say as to who owned them initially um, and when they get sold even um, so with that being said it's kind of I feel slightly wrong to penalize a company that really doesn't have a say in who they get bought by and what that company who buys them does um, and how they make their money um that being said you know what uh sort of believing in a political cause with your wallet and with your dollars uh that's totally up to you and how you go about it and yes it we as retailers do understand that and also do respond to it um but we try not to put too much of a line in the sand uh on certain politics um, that could actually come back and bite us in the butt, if that makes sense. Um, so without further ado, here's a little bit of an extra clip of Steve uh, chatting about uh, crash replacements from Jiro. Check it out. Once they know what's involved, they end up buying a new helmet from you at a discount. And if you give them a discount, we will then give you the discount. And the background on that is, when I worked in the bike store, it was 20 bucks. Every single helmet on the wall had a one-year crash replacement, and it was $20, no matter if you paid 300 bucks or 40 bucks. And so over the course of time, what was happening was, 11 months into the year, 
this guy walking into the parking lot and going, smash, 20 bucks, new helmet. And so a few bad people spoiled it for the rest, and the helmet industry got wise and said, okay, that's a $200 helmet, it's 100 bucks cost, you can buy a new one for 115 bucks, plus shipping to us, plus shipping back. And so by the time you do that in Canada, it's 15 bucks there, 15 bucks back. Okay, I'll just, you know, and if you're buying this helmet, the shipping cost is the same. So that helmet's 30 bucks, and you just spend 35, 40 bucks on shipping. So to this day, um, customers, when they contact you, yep. direct, they still need to pack up and ship to you guys. Yes. Yeah, that's, that's brutal. So, but it's, but it, brutal in the fact that we still ask for a backer. No, brutal in the fact that the customer, like, it doesn't make sense then. It doesn't at all. No, it doesn't at all. It, and people still do it. Um, but not very often. I bet you we do less than 20 crash replacements in the entire calendar year across the entire country. So for this last segment, I've been sort of uh, holding on to this little bit of news uh, for the past little... Eh, Two, two, two weeks-ish, I would have to say. Um, recently, I was asked by Pearl Izumi to become a uh, brand ambassador for uh, the bike shop I work for. Myself and my co-rider for the Tuesday Night Rides, uh, Rudy. Um, we are both going to be brand ambassadors for Pearl Izumi um, during our Tuesday evening rides. And Pearl Izumi is... Uh, the clothing affiliate to Shimano. Uh, yes, the big component manufacturer does have a clothing line. It's called Perlizum. You have, if you haven't heard already by me chatting here. Um, with that being said, uh, they are just wanting to, you know, get their brand out there to the public and see it on people uh, that. It's not on a rack or on a hanger. They actually want to put it on people and get information from those riders as well as showcase the product itself. Uh, so with that being said, if you are fortunate enough to go on a group ride with me uh, in the near future, possibly even on Tuesdays uh, for the group rides, um, myself and Rudy will be wearing uh, the bib shorts for uh, from Prolizumi on those group rides. Um, and possibly even on our own casual free time rides too. Uh, that being said, I do still enjoy Rafa and I do actually own still a lot of Rafa kit and I'm gonna still be wearing a lot of Rafa kit. Uh, however, just for when I'm getting paid to ride my bike, um, I will be wearing uh, stuff that uh, the shop has set me up with an ambassadorship slash sponsorship. Uh, to be wearing so full disclosure heads up I will be wearing some new spanking new kit it's going to be showing up on the Instagram very shortly uh, I just need to do a photo shoot I guess for it um, but also too I want to try it out on the trainer because often I find clothing when you get a chance to try it in a static position I eat on a non-moving trainer or slash bike sorry on a non-moving bike slash my trainer um I can actually sort of judge how the chamois is going to feel because um, it does allow you not to move terribly much and it does keep your pelvis, pelvis in a very static position. Um, 
and hopefully I'll have a little bit of review and thoughts on it. Uh, just because I do got the sponsorship or do have, sorry, the sponsorship doesn't mean I'm not going to hold back and uh, tell you if uh, if the product is good or not. So with that being said, stay tuned for that. And I'm going to wrap this episode up. Uh, I actually have another episode sketched out as in terms of uh, what the content is already. So episode 33 is coming up very shortly. Stay tuned for that. I'm actually very excited about revealing some of this cool stuff going on there. Um, I'm actually just going to say flat out, uh, I'm hoping to get uh, Calum from uh, Far Ride, who did the Far Ride Trans Can Ride. Uh, that's a hashtag, by the way. You can check that out. Again, hashtag Far Ride Trans Can. Uh, he was one of the two riders going across Canada in the wintertime in February and March there um, from Vancouver all the way to uh, New Brunswick. Um, I was actually hoping to meet up with them while I was in Quebec City. Uh, sc- schedules and time-wise, it just didn't work out. But I am hoping to uh, get him here on the Bike Shop Boyfriend podcast Hopefully for episode 33, if not episode 34, I'm hoping to get him on there. Uh, Give him a huge encouragement to download Anchor.fm's app. Give me a call and we're going to make this happen. Um, And yeah, we're going to get his thoughts hopefully on the uh, 3T uh, bike actually that he rode across Canada. Um, He came in for a slight uh, bike fit adjustment and uh he did rotate his cleat and this and that but uh, i'll let him tell the story and a few tales of uh, his sojourn from uh, going coast to almost coast there um and i think it's actually going to show up in the next issue of far ride magazine uh i am going to be getting my hands on it so i'll give you even a little hopefully give you all a little book review too um as to the goings on about that so stay tuned if you have any questions comments reviews uh as always anchor.fm is awesome for distributing uh this content onto itunes spotify pocket casts uh overcast um who geez google play what am i missing here and also on anchor.fm i'd love to hear your reviews uh if you're on the anchor.fm app itself you can just tap and love up uh this particular episode It means the world to me, and I always read your comments and uh, suggestions for future episodes. So with that being said, going to sign off. Thank you very much for tuning in, and catch you on the next one. Cheers.